Evening folks, it's Sunday 8pm, you're tuned in to CFRC 101.9 FM or CFRC.ca if you're listening from anywhere in the world. If you look out of your window and the lights seem to be shining a bit brighter, it's only natural because it is now time for us to walk down a further section of the Yellow Bridge Road. I'm your host Rue, and if this is your first time tuning in or if you're unfamiliar with the show, this show brings you the best of British music, new music that's coming in right now and classics from down the road. We talk about the best music journalism, music history, so what's been happening this week? This week, the British music charts have been a buzz like they haven't been in a while, with new entrants to the top 10 having a fair run of the charts. So on the Monday of this week, there's a new entry into the UK official albums charts. Is it the expected old classic rock? Is it the compilation albums? Is it a million following pop star? No, but instead, it's ethereal soundscapes, instrumental guitar, Scottish post-rock. It's Mogwai's new album, As The Love Continues. In second place sits Stalwart's Foo Fighters with their new album, Medicine at Midnight. And at number three, there's a brand new artist in once again. It's crime musician MC Getz with his brand new album, Conflict of Interest. And all albums in the top three are separated, listeners, by just the sale of a few thousand copies. By the time the midweek charts update comes in on Wednesday, things have changed about a bit. Foo Fighters have slidden down to third place. Gets has risen up to second place. Inexplicably, Mogwai are holding on at number one. The unbelievable continues to happen, and now there's a real buzz abound. Star support coming in from fellow musicians, the likes of Robert Smith, who I think retweeted about seven Mogwai album support posts over the last few days. The lovely Tom Gray has bought a copy. Lord of the Rings star Elijah Wood has put in a good word for the band. It's an exciting time in music. Fans are excited. Fans of rock music are excited. Fans of alt music are excited. Grime fans are excited. Mogwai fans are excited. Getz fans are excited. As Getz takes a performance tank into the streets to promote his album, quite literally gearing up for the battle for top two, the battle to top the charts, the battle to be top of the pops. Both bands separated by a mere 2,500 copies. By Thursday, it's exploded. People are going crazy. Twitter hashtag campaigns have started for both bands. Hashtag Mogwai for number one or hashtag Gets for number one. Whose side are you on? Is it going to be the young crime rapper with his third album? Or Mogwai, Scottish post-rock, 25 years in, album number 10. Is this finally going to be the one that does it for the band? Who's it going to be? We reach Friday. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's unpredictable. The charts are buzzing. It's exciting. It's fun again like it hasn't been in a long time. Actually, in a year because Fontaine's DC were nearly top of the charts last year and that was very exciting to see an indie musician take on the major label-funded Taylor Swift. But anyway, Friday rolls in. Nobody knows what's going to happen. The going is still closed. Is it gonna be Mogwai? Is it gonna be Getz? Are the Foo Fighters gonna make a comeback? Is an old resilient Warhorse big hitter gonna swoop in for a blinder? At the last minute taking everybody by surprise, we wait with bated breaths and bought albums. And listeners, at the end of the day, the charts stand almost unrecognisable to what they'd been before. The Foo Fighters, somehow, having slid down to number 8, and as your finger trails further up the charts, in at number three with a surprise surge on her new album, it's British pop musician Dua Lipa who suddenly come up to third place. But what's this? In second place stands a brand new album, the third outing by a 36-year-old crime MC. It's Gets with Conflict of Interest. And standing tall at number one 
eking out a close lead, yet still undeniably top of the charts, on top of the pops as we say in the business. 25 years after their first single and 10 albums in, it's Mogwai with As The Love Continues. They've done it, they've taken the clincher, they're standing on top, Pulse Rock wins inexplicably, and here we are folks. I'm delighted to say that tonight we're going to be opening the show with a song from a number one hit album. It's Here We, Here We, Here We Go Forever by Mogwai from their chart-topping album, As The Love Continues. was Here We, Here We, Here We Go Forever, off of Mogwai's chart-topping new album As The Love Continues. And as catchy as the title of that song might be, it's not going to do you much good because the song is instrumental after all. However, if you're the kind that wants to listen to Stuart Brathwaite singing, this is still the album for you, given that Richie Sacramento, a song that we've listened to on the show before, is on it as well. Mogwai topped the charts with As The Love Continues, Getz came in second place with his album Conflict of Interest, but he sent an absolutely lovely message to Mogwai at the end of the day after the charts battle was done, which was incredibly sweet and made me go listen to his new album immediately. Now folks, it's well understood on this show that we like post-punk. And this week, I discovered some post-punk history. As the British post-punk scene was emerging in the mid to late 70s, in 1977, out came a band from our own Toronto, firmly putting Canada on the world post-punk map. Ontario Art College students Mark Gain and David Miller formed a band in 1977, soon recruiting a singer and keyboardist called Martha Johnson to join the band. After recruiting a bassist and a drummer, a new band was formed and they decided to call themselves Martha and the Muffins. I love the reason why they chose the name. How do you set yourselves apart as a post-punk band in a scene still filled with aggressive, thrashy punk going on all about? You go for the exact opposite of a punk band name. The band chose Martha and the Muffins to distance themselves from the aggressive names adopted by many of the punk bands of the era. In the words of Mark Gain, we decided to use it as a temporary name until we could agree on something better. Well, something better never came, and the band stuck with the name for years. Their 1980 debut album Metro Music contained the single Echo Beach, which shot them to international fame and in a sense captured the mood of the working 80s. Mark Gain and Martha Johnson explained the song. Um, Mark Gain used to work in a wallpapering factory, which he found to be quite mindless a job, but it gave him the time to think about where he'd rather be. And that's sort of the essence of the song Echo Beach. It encompasses a more general, a more universal sense that people have a place that they always want to go back to when their day-to-day lives aren't necessarily that exciting for one reason or the other. That was part of the song. So Echo Beach isn't a real place, it's more of a feeling basically. And the second verse, according to Mark Gain, was inspired by a trip down to Lake Ontario one summer's night, looking back at the city. So today we're going to listen to Metro Music in full, the 1980 debut. It's quite a short album running through 10 songs in about 39 minutes. And I was listening to an interview a couple of weeks ago done by Griffries who was talking about his Welsh Music Prize nominated latest album, Pang, which runs under 30 minutes and is a pretty short album. And he was saying that that's the way albums used to be back when the length of an album was still restricted by how much music a vinyl could have could accommodate and most albums tended to run under 40 minutes which wasn't something that I knew before so that was exciting. So 
starting with the hit single Echo Beach. Here's Martha and the Muffins with Metro Music. Terminal Twilight on Martha and the Muffin's debut album Metro Music. The band were never really able to replicate the height of success they achieved with Metro Music on any of their subsequent albums. By 1983, the band had dropped the Martha and the Muffin's moniker and shortened it to just M plus the M, which slowly changed from standing for Martha and the Muffins to just standing for Martha and Mark as other members left the band, leaving the core group of Mark Gain and Martha Johnson. Their 1984 album Mystery Walk did produce another hit single, Black Station's White Stations, which was an anti-racist hymn, taking on radio stations for refusing to play songs about mixed race romance. The band continued to have hits in Canada and they moved to Bath in England for a while. And like most bands, they've had their ups and they've had their downs, but they're still out and making music. So returning to the album, here's Hide and Seek on Metro Music by Martha and the Muffins. You're listening to CFRC. That was Cheesies and Gum, the closing track of Metro Music, the 1980 debut by Martha and the Johnsons, putting Canada on the post-punk radar of the world. Now folks, it's been a pleasure to be with you tonight, and we're going to have time quickly to do one last set, and if you listened regularly, you might have guessed it, it's a masala segment of the show where we listen to music from outside of the UK, although today we basically did listen to a lot of music from outside of the UK, but here's some more from other parts of the world. We have new music from a Texas-based alternate musician called Hannah Jadagu, who's making some lovely alternate music signed to a New York label. We're going to be listening to her song Think Too Much, and you can find her music on hannahjadagu.bandcamp.com, spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-J-A-D-A-G-U.bandcamp.com. And lastly, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard have a new album out. It's called LW. It's raising money for a good cause if you check it out on their bandcamp. It just released yesterday. It's at kinggizzard.bandcamp.com and the song we're going to be listening to is called Playera. So anyway, folks, it's been a pleasure to have you all. Do write into the show if you have any feedback or anything of that sort. You can reach out at yellowbritroad at gmail.com. That's the email address or find the show on Twitter at yellowbritcfrc. Keep washing your hands and listening to great music. I'll see you next week. Goodbye.